Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we're so glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. And that's exactly what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. If you've missed any broadcast recently leading up to this, we invite you to go to the Legacy Studios app or visit us online at pearsonsministries.com and get caught up with us. Sarah and I have been talking about what it takes to raise a family in the house of faith. Let's pray together again today and get right back into the Word. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we thank you so much that you've made a place for us here in your family, here in the house of faith. We come before your Word today with open eyes, open ears, hearts that are wide open, ready to understand who we are in Jesus, who He is in us. Sarah and I come into agreement right now with families who are watching this all over the world, Lord, and we, we say we bless, be blessed in the name of Jesus. We say increase, rise up. We say advance, be multiplied. And I thank you, Father, for doing a good thing, a good work in the hearts and in the lives, in the homes of families who are watching and are a part of this broadcast all over the world. We ask you for your help today and the unction of the Holy Spirit to say what you want said and do what you want done. We receive this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Babe, this has been fun. We've been talking again about raising a family in the house of faith. And I know you and I both our childhoods were spent growing up in the house of faith. And uh, I just remember being a kid and realizing early on things were different. Things were just done differently in my house than they were in some of the houses of my friends from school. And even though I grew up mostly with other Christian kids, I, I, I just got a sense that being in the house of faith and what that meant for me was just, there was just a different way of talking. There was a different way of walking. There was a different way of believing and acting. And um, I'm so thankful that mom and dad made it a point to create an atmosphere of faith in our home. Uh, an atmosphere where we did exactly the things that you and I have been talking about over the last several weeks. Number one, we love because we've been loved a revelation in our homes of how much God loves us because that's how faith works. It works by love. And we want to raise faith giants? Absolutely. Well, it's going to have to start with them knowing how deeply they're loved by God. Uh, number two, we talked about keeping our young ones, our families around the anointing. That was a big deal in your house. That was a big deal in my house. We were around the anointing and we valued the anointing. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I have any respect and honor for the anointing today is I, I believe is because I saw that demonstrated and modeled in the house that I grew up in. It was an important thing to us. We talked about it. What are you hearing? What are you receiving from? Um, we talked on last week's broadcast about uh, one of the major faith house rules is we put the word first. In everything that we do, we put the word first. And, and I wanna keep talking a little bit about that today and then go as the Holy Spirit leads us. But I was thinking about just practically speaking, how you and I have done that in our house with our kids. Um, we talked some about on the way to school. We've got the word going. We're, we're, we're talking the word to each other. We're ministering the word to the kids. Um, I think about every night when they go to bed. There is not a night that goes by that we don't spend time drawing Justice and Jesse's attention back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, as a parent, sometimes that's hard. Right now at eight and five years old, it seems like the attention span's about that long right there. And how many nights over and over we have to stop mid-prayer 
and say, okay, guys, let's focus. Let's honor the Lord. Let's honor the Lord. That's what mommy says all the time. Let's honor the Lord. Let's put our attention on Him. Like you are really talking to someone right now. Yeah. It's, it's got to become real to them, yeah. a, a genuine faith. And that's what I, I think I'm trying to put those seeds in them. Yeah. That this has got to be real between you and God and genuine. And He's really there. Mm-hmm. He's as much present as mommy and daddy yeah. as you are. And this is reality. And we're talking to him and we're listening to him. And I know personally, there have been a number of nights when their bedtime got here and I felt like mine was shortly thereafter. And I thought, let's just get through this. <laughs> I'm, I'm headed for bed. But the Lord has corrected me on that over and over and over again. And he says, don't rush this. Mm-hmm. Don't rush this. Mm-hmm. because growing up and raising a family in the house of faith, these things are valuable. Mm-hmm. These things are important. Well, kind of Go one ahead. more thing about the Word of God. It's important for us to remember as parents that the Word of God is a seed. Hmm. And just like a seed, it, it has to be planted. And a seed doesn't always show up right away. The harvest doesn't always show up right. from that seed. Sometimes you plant and 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 you you do this for a long time before you may see any results. And I think about this with our kids. There were years in the beginning that I was planting seeds of the Word of God, seeds of love, thoughts about God. Just every time the Holy Spirit would quicken me on the inside, something for my children, it was always a seed to plant. And sooner or later, those, that, uh, the results and the fruit of that will show up in their lives. And we're starting to see it now. I mean, even eight years later in justice, I'm, some of the things he talks about, some of the things he said, he might've heard that it might've been a seed planted in him, you know, five, six, seven years ago, but it's just now coming out. That's a powerful thing. You know, if you have a child that's overcoming a sickness or uh, some, something in their body, your words are seeds and the word of God that you speak into their bodies every day, day and night. The Bible says that it will not return void, but it will accomplish that which you send it, whatever you send it to do. So speaking were the word of God over them Never forget that you are planting seeds every day mm-hmm. and the value that you put on that, not just thinking, oh, well, that doesn't work or I've tried that and it doesn't work or I did this and when is it ever going to show up? No, know that your seed is being planted. You are planting seeds and they will come up sooner or later in a harvest. And it's awesome to watch even now. Even, you know, you talked about Jesse for, for a little while there. She didn't always show affectionate signs of love. She's just busy, busy girl and she's playing and having fun. And we would love on her and hug her and talk to her and just shower her with the love of God. But even today, she's five now. She's starting to, to respond to that yeah. love. Initiate initiate own, that yeah. to you, isn't she? Yeah. And it's amazing to you. You're loving this I season. <laughs> Um, But for years, he sowed love to her and loved on her and gave her that. And she started, now all kids are different, but for her, it's now, it's, she has, she has experienced that love first from him. And now 
she's loving him because he first loved her. And that's how the love of God is toward us. And God always does that with us, doesn't he? He just does everything he can. He puts, he loves us. He sends things our way. He blesses us. He's good to us. And wouldn't that be like a parent to keep on loving someone until they respond to your love? And that's how God is with us. You know, it's, it's amazing thing that we get the opportunity to demonstrate the love of God to them. And for a long time, we're the only, we are God's love, just tangible to them. So, yeah, which is the number one faith house rule. When you're raising a family in the house of faith, the number one rule is we love because we've been loved and faith works by love. Number two, we talked about keeping them in and around the anointing. How critical is this that they have personal encounter and personal firsthand testimony of the burden removing yoke destroying power of God. I'm telling you, when you raise a family in and around the anointing, we all will face the same things. They'll face the same things other kids at school face. They'll face the same things other families face, but they'll have an answer for it. They'll have a way out of that burden and that yoke. That burden will be lifted and destroyed in their lives when people who aren't familiar with the anointing may go their whole life long weighed down by that and choked by it. I was uh, just in the last couple of days or so been in the book of Ephesians and I've been reading in chapter two and he's... Ephesians 2 is basically the New Testament in just a few words, but he talks about the way you used to live and the way you live now. He he talks about at that time you were without Christ. You know, there was a time that you were without Christ. Well, translate that. You were without the anointing. And Jesus said that the assignment on his life, the spirit of the Lord was on him because he had anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all who were oppressed. This was the condition that all of mankind was in until Jesus. Poor, brokenhearted, oppressed, in prison, and blind. And that's the condition mankind is still in unless and until they have an encounter with Jesus and his anointing. And that's what the Apostle Paul said there in Ephesians 2. There was a time you didn't have the anointing. Well, how critical is it that we make sure these young ones and we ourselves don't go through life without an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God? One of the top faith house rules, we keep them around the anointing. And then, of course, we put the word first place. We've talked a lot about that over the last couple of broadcasts, but Jesus said it. He said it best, of course, when he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And that's one of the things we're endeavoring to instill in our kids right now, that natural things, physical things, they're not the most important. As much as you want something, as much as you crave something, I mentioned on, I think it was last week's broadcast, how into cars justice has become lately. And it's really kind of a fascinating thing. We're just kind of watching over it and seeing what comes of it. And it seems to be more than just like a little boy fascination with cars. He's studying it. He's bringing books home from the library. And every time he sees something cool on the road, he talks about it. Well, one Sunday afternoon, not, but just a few weeks ago, we were driving along and uh, we'd heard the word that morning and it was Sunday. It's the Lord's day. And we're driving along, running an errand later that afternoon. And Justice sees a car and he's talking about a cool car and he's talking about this one. And it just 
I think the same thing came up in you and it came up in me at the same time, just to make mention to him that cars are not the most important thing. And we reveal what's important to us by what we talk about all the time. And we took that moment as an opportunity. Isn't that what our foundation scripture is? Therefore, as we have opportunity, let's do good to all, especially the household of faith. Parents, listen to me. You've got to be sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit when he says to you, this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You've got an open window of attention right here. Take advantage of it. Jump on it. Mm -hmm. And you remember that, don't you? Just riding in the car and it just seemed good not to get all over him, not to offer some major correction, but just to say, hey, buddy, I want you to think about something. You know what? This is, this is the Lord's day. Sunday's the day we give our heart, we give our attention, we give our focus to Him. And I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to help you know if you've been thinking about cars too much or talking about cars too much. And, uh, and let's, let's reveal to the Lord that He's the most important thing in our life. And He says, okay, yeah, cool. I kid you not, it was not but... It seemed like two minutes later, mm -hmm. this bright red, brand new Chevy Corvette pulls up right next to us on the highway <laughs> and just gasses it and passes us. And I heard Justice go, oh, <laughs> he, you could hear it. He was about to jump on. Oh, wow. How cool. Dad, that's the Corvette. But he caught himself. Yeah. We had just talked about it a moment later and he just sort of, oh. It didn't say anything, and Sarah and I just look at each other <laughs> out of the corner of our eyes. And, and uh, I said, buddy, that's a good job. That's a good job. You know, there's always going to be something that pulls your attention back towards the natural, back towards just fleshy stuff. There's nothing wrong with cars mm -hmm. unless and until they take too much of a place in your life. So all of this is our way of prioritizing to Him we don't live by bread alone. We don't live by these natural things alone. We're not more excited about cars than we are about Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was just an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we took that opportunity and I really believe it got something down on the inside of him. So again, I wanna keep stressing these things. We love because we've been loved. We keep them around the anointing. We put the word first place. I've got another thing here that I think it would be good for us to talk about. And I just feel like I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. There's a number of things we could say, but I want to center in on this one. And I believe this would be significant to somebody watching this. I put down here, we pursue his plan, not our own. Mm -hmm. We pursue his plan and not our own. There's a lot of families and a lot of family cultures that really stress the importance of the plan. Where are we going? What are we doing? How important knowing what you're doing is and how important it is to get these good grades right now because if you get these good grades, then you can get a good scholarship and if you get a good scholarship, you can go to college and if you go to a good college, you can get a good job and if you get a good job, you can get a good wife and, you know, and so on and so on. And how, how, how strictly uh, emphasized it is about the, the steps of the plan. Or your responsibility to take over the family business or to expectations, follow. Expectations, right. Expectations right. of you're supposed to follow in so-and-so's sure. footsteps. Right. Or there's a lot of things put on us. But How important is it in the house of faith that we be different? Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't a plan. 
and we just do nothing. That's not it at all. There is a plan, but the plan we follow is his and not our own. I want to read this scripture from the book of Romans chapter eight, and it's a familiar one. And every scripture we're looking at over the last several weeks of broadcast and in these today, these are all familiar to you, but I want you to think of them and apply them into what we're talking about, raising a family in the house of faith. In Romans chapter eight, verse 28, it says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. Now, in Christian culture, this is a very popular scripture and people use it all the time, but it's so often misapplied and misappropriated. Well, all things work together. Well, something terrible has just happened. Well, all things work together. That's not what this verse is talking about. There is a specific group of people who have all things work together for good. Who is it? Those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. You want to know who whose lives are working together. You want to know whose lives, it just seems that all things are working together for their good. It's people who love God and live a life out of that love for God. And number two, it's people who are called according to his purpose. In the faith house, in the house of faith, we're raising a family to live and believe that we follow his plan and not our own. Is there anything that comes to your heart and mind when we talk about that, just practically what we've said or emphasized at home that, that would cause our kids to know, number one, God's got a plan. Number two, it's worth pursuing. I mean, what comes to your well, mind when we talk about this? I think that when, when kids are little, that most parents start priming them for you know, what they're going to do, or they ask them, well, what do you want to do when you get older? And, you know, when Justice was little, it was you know, a plethora of things. I want to be an astronaut. I want to uh, be a pastor. I also want to be a zookeeper. I think uh, he's ninja was one. Ninja. One yeah, there yeah. are so many. But I hear often people say, well, you can do anything that's in your heart. Anything you can think of, you can do. Or anything you work hard enough for, you can. Or anything you want to be. Anything you want to be. But the truth is, I think that when those things have come up in our home, we make sure our kids know you can do anything that God says for you to do. You can do, you can be anything that God calls you to be, yeah. not just anything you choose to do. And so really demonstrating that for them in our lives has been, there's been times when Lord's asked us to do certain things that may, may not have been our first choice, but we know he was calling us to do TV. Um, and okay, Lord, we'll do that. And of course, the rewards that go with that are awesome. Mm -hmm. Following God's plan for your life, much better than if you try to go on your own and do it your own way. So I think just demonstrating, again, being an example yeah. and demonstrating what that looks like, how to walk every day with the Lord, how, how to do what He's calling us to do, even in practical everyday decisions, you know, in all your ways, acknowledge Him right. and He good. will direct your path. They may want to go do this activity or go to a trampoline park or do these. They have all these things they can come up with fun things to do. But what is the Lord directing us to do tonight right. or today? What, what do we need to do, spend our time doing? We found that even in the school that they're involved in, and I know it's the same for a lot of people, there's opportunity to do a lot of different things. But we have prioritized with our kids, what does the Lord want you to do? Yeah. What is He calling you to do? Mm -hmm. And this, this concept 
We want it to be a big one to them. That's why there's almost not a night that goes by when we're praying together that we, that we don't pray, Father, reveal your plan to justice. What have you called him to do? Reveal your assignment on Jesse's life. Show mommy and daddy what it is and we'll strengthen them. We'll help them find it. But in recent times, in thinking about some of these things and encountering people, not just children, but people our age, older, younger, every place in life, hungry and desperate to know, God, what am I created to do? God, what am I called to do? And people not knowing it. Well, you got to go back to to what the Word says you're called to do. You got to go back to the fact that God wants you to know what He's called you to do, that you'd be filled with all wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that you'd know the hope of His calling. But there's something that comes to me when I think about this, and that, and that, that is this truth right here. You'll never know what you're called to do until you know what you're called to be. You won't know what you're called to do until you know what you're called to be. You're calling to do and you have one. Your children have one, a calling and assignment to do something, but it comes out of a revelation of what they're called to be. The best example I can think of this is Jesus in Luke chapter four, we've touched on it, but he he stood up in the temple and said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me too. And then he went through his whole job assignment, if you will. This is my calling as the Christ, the anointed one, to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty. That's what he was called to do. But here's what's so cool. That's Luke chapter four. In Luke chapter three is when Jesus went under the waters of baptism, came up, the Holy Spirit descended upon him and a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, up until that time, there'd been no miracles. There'd been no messages preached. There'd been no blind eyes open, lame legs made to walk or dead raised. And yet the father reveals to Jesus and all of us, he's pleased with him. The reason I think this is so important is because a revelation, number one, I am called to be a son. I'm called to be a child of God. That's my first calling. And number two, I am called to be a receiver of his love. He loves me. He's pleased with me. And out of that calling came a revelation that Jesus could stand and say, this is what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. In the faith house, growing up, raising a family in the house of faith, we pursue His plan and not our own. We want our children and we want your children to know they're called as children of God. And out of that calling comes the assignment of what He's created them to do. Don't go anywhere. We're out of time right now on this broadcast, but Sarah and I'll be back in just a moment. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.